0: A sneak a peek at what's coming up next. World, I actually don't think of autism as a medical condition first, even okay. though there are co-occurring medical conditions. Yes. Um, yes. I do think of it as a biological condition, but I also mm. don't think of my brown eyes or my Italian-American heritage as medical. Right? Okay. So being italian american growing up in connecticut as an italian american there is a very distinct culture that i can spot so um <laughs> sorry, sorry. so You're i good. think if we look at autism like mm-hmm. a culture
1: which it they, is
0: which it is yeah. right then like you can find your people it doesn't matter if they're diagnosed undiagnosed <coughs> like, i can find my people really quickly just like i can find italian americans right and i'm not I'm not Russian or Russian-American, but I can recognize- Is it the train
2: collection? Is
1: that what gives it away? Welcome to another episode of On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Steven. And as I always do at the beginning of every episode, we do not presume to be experts of anything, nothing, uh, nothing at all. We're just two human beings who happen to be on the spectrum trying to figure out life and trying to learn the best we can about autism, about people in the world, and learning how to work work our way through the world itself. Now, if you like, dislike, or whatever the heck of anything you hear in the episode, please put a post on any social media whatsoever. Okay, I'm gonna stop right there at this time because wow, I ran out of breath like halfway through. Do you but need anyway, to, should we get a,
2: like a little treadmill so you can practice? And get, yeah, practice I need cardio. Ca- I yeah. need
1: cardio. I'm getting. I'm getting. Uh, I'm gonna really get you like a crack. sitting
2: treadmill where you can sit in the chair and just move. Oh the my god, that so
1: All right, I can increase my cardio. Okay. Anyway, so we've got a special guest for us today. Uh, we interviewed quite a lot of people, but today. We have somebody who we can actually say is a doctor. Somebody who actually is an expert. A DR. Oh, yeah. We, we actually have an expert. My goodness, we have an expert in something. Okay. We're not experts. No, we are not experts in much of nothing. But anyway, welcome, Dr. Angela Loria.
0: Hello. It is nice to be here. So,
1: so Angela, Angela. you have a, a, a podcast as well. Oh, I do. I do. As well as she's got something else cool that she does. What's that other cool thing you do? Are we talking about books? Yeah, we are. Okay, good. I'm like, I don't know. I do so many <laughs> cool things. Um, so,
0: yeah, uh, my autistic special interest from a super young age has been writing books and helping other people write books. Uh, wrote my first book when I was seven years old. Is that, and- is that
2: your <laughs> book up above your head?
0: Yes, there are many of my books back here. In fact, all. I thought of maybe these... you were
2: trying to promote that book, so because it's facing <laughs> it the camera.
0: There it is. That is my newest book. It's called "The Equalizing Quill," and it is about mm-hmm. how neurodivergent people can use AI as an accessibility tool. Oh,
2: there you go. Uh, and you know, that's something I haven't even really thought about. Really? Because I, I, it, I look into. I'm more the tech person. Yeah. Out of the two yes. of us, yeah, definitely are. And I, I, read a lot about like AI and tech, and I, like I, the computer we're using, I, I put together. I like building computers and stuff. Yeah. But AI, I haven't really thought about the, imp- the impact or the implications of AI mm-hmm. for accessibility. It's something right. I haven't really yeah. put together yes. in my head.
0: Right. Yeah, it is. It is a great way to augment. And also um, because we are bottom up process, uh, processors as autistic people, very often we need to build a case in our communication. So we're like yeah. giving all the details And our readers have no idea what the hell we're talking about. And so one of the things you can do with A.I. is have it read and interpret your content for a neurotypical audience. Mm -hmm. So like I write a lot for autistic people, but I write very differently for autistic people than when I'm writing for a broader audience. So
1: I'm assuming there's a lot less fluff in that uh fluff in like, what the like neurotypical typical people like uh, uh no, no no i i'm assuming there's a lot less fluff when you're writing for a neurodivergent uh audience oh yeah yeah well, it's, it's way more to the we point love I I details we love
0: facts we love right. getting there yeah and we don't we don't need to know something people, is beautiful they right there yeah. so because they're top-down processors they will form a conclusion I know it's going to sound crazy because I don't know why anyone would do this, but this is what they do. They form a conclusion and then look for details. They can't even hear the details before, but autistic people were like, let me gather all the details. And then I will develop a hypothesis based on the details, which seems like a smart way to go about it. But um, yeah, if you're trying to, well, this is You mentioned that I was an expert, and Mm -hmm. I immediately went into full imposter syndrome. I was like, oh, my God, Uh, what am I an expert on? However, I I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. No, no, no. But I do have multiple degrees in communications. Right. right? You do have a PhD.
3: You are an
1: expert.
0: Because no one ever fucking understood me. Oh, do I get to swear on here? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, please. We mark the episodes
2: as explicit. Yeah, we do. I'm
0: explicit. It's going to be explicit. I'm just letting you know. Um, but no one ever understood me. And so of course I have a PhD in communications. Cause I'm like, what is happening? Mm. I'm literally giving you 10 facts, giving you my conclusion. And then you assume I'm being manipulative.
3: Yeah, I'm I, like, well, how I,
0: did we get to manipulative? I just think, right. you give me your conclusion. Yeah. Here are the facts. I do have Here's a question. Here's my conclusion.
2: Right. Yes. For both of you, actually. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, so. Yes, yes. yes. What you're mentioning, it kind of reminds me of this phenomenon, I will describe it, like as a as a younger person, because I've learned how to better, I guess you would maybe call it fluff, but mm-hmm. how to add more you know, oh, no, details or add more things that. That, pe- that help people a lot. Soft yeah.
0: skills, my guy, soft But it skin. was,
2: when I, I, I used to get called out a lot when I was younger because I would, things made sense to me going mm-hmm. from point A to point B to point C, yeah. but when I tried to talk to other people, like, I have no fucking clue how you got there, they would just right. Like, right it would it would seem to them like I was just pulling this out of nowhere. I'm like, no, it makes a logic. Like, right, 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 My my train of thought makes sense to me, yeah. but to everyone else, it seemed like right. I was, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah, and then people, thought of, of me as, like, people oh. thought of me as like a people thought of me is like argumentative. Like yes. I remember being called a lawyer all the time. I'm I would be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're going to be a lawyer, and I was like, well, what is the alternative? Yeah, me too. Like I don't understand what the possible alternative to gathering facts and presenting right. a position on those facts would be. Right. Say random shit, that it, doesn't seem like a good idea.
1: But it it seems like that's what they do. That, not and, that I'm trying to other anybody in this conversation, right. it's just that's what well, N- N- no, seem like they do. They just so throw shit it, out there.
0: But, that's why I That's why I got the PhD, right? Because yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. But it is kind of interesting, and I do believe in neurodiversity, like biodiversity. Yeah. Like, we don't want... I love a whale, but we don't only want whales. Like, we got to mix it up, right? Yeah, we need so lobsters, so I can eat Are you calling me
2: fat? Oh, I'm just
0: kidding. I, I, not yet. <laughs> um, hang Am in. Am I the, the whale analytics. in this scenario? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. But
3: the thing Am I that you're doing,
0: which, like, yeah. I, I hate that movie, Let Us Not Discuss. <laughs> okay. Um. So what they're doing, which is cool, Mike, I can't make my brain do it any more than they can make theirs do what mine does. Mm -hmm. But they like they can actually just reach a conclusion without data.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is based on feelings. Just this little feeling down here. That's
0: so great. uh, And they and listen, if there is a crisis, uh they that ability to do that. Is probably like in the moment. I am a disaster because I don't. Oh. If I don't have facts, and I'm being confronted with like lights and sound and noise, sure. And then my brain is completely seized up, and I can't think. Uh-huh. Like, thank God, I am around a neurotypical person who can tell me there is a fire. Exit the train. Like, because oh. otherwise, okay. I'm like, what do we do? Yeah. Okay, it's loud. There's a noise. There's a sound. I don't know. So, what do we do? And then I just stand uh, there
3: see, and, and flap. And and I was just going to say,
2: in my, in my case, I, yeah. I don't help my case for the whole lawyer thing because right, right, right. I like to play devil's advocate. That's true. And I like to try to understand
0: I love that. other yeah. points oh, of view. Yeah.
2: I get myself into trouble a lot because people will that assume does. that I agree with whoever I'm defending, uh, but it's yeah, not. I mean, it's just that I'm trying to get you to understand their point of view. So like, let's say if you're talking about politics or something and you don't like conservatives or something right. like, well... What? Why do they have that point of view? How did they come to that conclusion? Why do they feel that way? And they're like, "Well, you're just defending them." I'm like,
0: "No, you're reverse engineering bottom up processing because it's so fun." You're like, "Oh, how could you reach that conclusion?" Here are a set of facts that could lead one to
1: that conclusion. All right, people, people get mad. I know. It's I like, be, because they automatically assume that if you're understanding, you automatically agree. It's I like, talked about that last night in this
2: rehearsal. Maybe not the best example, but yeah. for instance, let's say you know Trump is very controversial. Sure. If you point out maybe one good thing that the Trump administration did, I, I'm not going to, but I'm just saying, let's say it's somebody did. to
0: come up with something.
2: But right, yeah, we, but the point, the point I'm trying to make yeah, is yeah. that all of a sudden people are like, you love Trump. And it's like, no, you know? I just—
3: What the hell? Well, so
0: the way this showed up for me would be that, like, I would reach my conclusion, I -hmm. would share it. Yeah, And growing up, I was undiagnosed. I was diagnosed at 39. And so then I, I was thought, diagnosed at 36. Oh, nice. And what I thought other people would do is they would share their facts and how yeah. they reached their conclusion. We'd have this like great conversation. Like I'm very open to whatever it is. right? But instead, they would stop talking to me, like say I was opinionated and mm-hmm. like I couldn't my mind couldn't be changed. And I'm like, I am. I'm really, I develop opinions, but my mind can be changed. You Do you, won't do need you think to that was made
2: worse by the fact that you're female?
0: I think, well, yeah, Maybe. female, but also I think it's more undiagnosed because right. now. I because- was just thinking
2: that sometimes people don't. Will. uh are less willing to like if someone's opinionated and they're a guy there's some some
0: sexism yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah well so but i there's some perceptualness the, there the reason why women are often not diagnosed is they're like really good at masking yeah. and then there's all like the patriarchy and we're socialized to act a certain way i miss those memos like <laughs> a lot of uh, their yeah. hearts and thank god i, I lot love of people that did. other i yeah. love that other women got that message to be quiet i never shut up uh I didn't know that would help. And mm. despite the fact I was like kicked out of every class, kicked out of every job, kicked out of every friendship group, I still never somehow learned to like, I don't know, make eye contact and shut up or whatever we're supposed to do. I this I I'm I, so I did it, not do well in I, masking. Yeah, I'm I'm rather similar. <laughs> I started similar
2: to realize that ways. I was uh that um so when people pointed out to me that I might be autistic, I started you know, like to notice guy? it. When I, I, I used to have this thing where I would get really close to people whenever yeah. I was talking to them. Physically so I didn't, I didn't, close to them. Physically. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't really understand social boundaries. And people would always be like, all right, man, you're in my bubble. I'm like, what does that mean? What's a bubble? Oh, <laughs> bubble? Yeah, I don't see a bubble.
3: Where right. is the bubble? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds silly now because I, I actually like now I do respect people's yeah, space. But it never occurred to me before that to like, you know, if I'm talking to somebody, especially if I was in the middle of Info dumping. Uh I would just follow them around and
1: start like talking to them, like, "Why are you so close to me, dude? Back up!" And I'm like, "Oh, I'd I'd like to mention this is not me picking on you for this. He still follows people around when he's info dumping. He still does. Not close." but he's still right there behind you because yeah. he needs to finish I, what he's saying. Hello, I'm in I the middle of an info dump. Right, like I'm in the middle of a sentence. Why are you walking away? I understand you need to I need to, to pee, tell you all about you you? persona <laughs> for the next hour. Okay. Exactly. I, I and I am get
0: known it. To, I am known to keep going yeah. through the bathroom door at my husband. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'll just stand right outside and keep going. Good with you, my guy? And yeah, and my, my thing, wife
1: tried, but I was like, no, you've got to stop talking now. I'm in the <laughs> bathroom. The funny thing with Lauren is she's fine with it. She'll
2: like be taking a bath and I'm just coming in the door start talking oh my god that's so creepy to me
1: <laughs> she's fine with so it. I want to jump back real quick because yeah. like there was like three things that I wanted to say but I'm trying to do my best to learn how not to I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna uh, ask more questions but I've been kind of no no hey, hey you know what interjecting a as lot more as long as people are talking that's that's the best part because it'd be weird if all of us we could do
0: that here's the talking. silent
1: cast uh <laughs> We're gonna so do. We're you, just gonna mime. So the whole podcast.
2: Yeah. We're just gonna do facial expressions. Yeah, exactly. The
1: rest. So, um, I, I'm gonna jump back to the first thing yeah. that comes to mind because I've got a list now. All right. So the first thing on my mind because you were describing, uh, um, when things get chaotic, when issues crop yeah. up, things like that, and like you need somebody to to kind of take charge in that moment. I have the opposite reaction to that, which is I shut off emotionally <laughs> and I well, can do everything methodically in the sense of here's what we do. Here's what we need to do. Here's the priority. I'm and my, so jealous. I shut off That's my anxiety. That's so good. The downside to that, though, is yeah. I have to feel it eventually, right? You can't bottle up emotion permanently, but once everything gets mm. kosher and calm, then I completely just melt down. Uh, Like, and it it comes on so quickly out of Mm -hmm. nowhere, but I always tell people I'm great in the crisis situation, but the second we good, you need to let me go freak out. Right. Right. Then I'm not going to be there. So this
0: is the thing, like, there's so many things I have hated about myself, Mm. especially pre-diagnosis, because I didn't understand what they were. Right. And this is the thing I have struggled the most with and had so much shame around is I am like, I know I'm smart. I know I'm like very strategic. I'm a good thinker, but I am the worst person to be with in a crisis. I have no executive functioning. I go into total freeze mode Mm. and I'm so like embarrassed by that because it's so out of character. Well, it felt out of character. Like it felt hard to like integrate that um, with like my sense of my identity and Mm. who I am. Like- I am the person you can rely on. I make a commitment and I follow through. I've never missed a deadline. Like I know how to tackle hard problems. Yeah. I am incredible with logistics. Right. And then if one little thing goes wrong, I'm like zombie girl. There's nothing. Of cards. My green is a race. Yeah, Total yeah. house of cards.
1: Yeah. And um,
0: it's like, it's been really it's hard for
1: me. Yes, it is. Nice. Well done. Uh, so, so, <laughs> I can definitely see how that that would cause difficulty, especially with the shame and guilt that you'd beat yourself yeah. up about that. Especially being undiagnosed. I mean, I I remember being undiagnosed prior to bipolar and autism. And it was a total world of like, why in the fuck am I so goddamn weird? Why am I so different than everybody else? What the fuck is wrong? Why can't I shut the fuck up? Pressured speech, (laughs) manic. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and then as I got, as I understood autism, I was like, oh shit, I've also been info dumping. Wait a second. Am I really just manic at times? No, there's definitely times I'm manic. And there's other times where I'm info dumping. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it was this whole identity shift and accepting these things that I hated about myself, but I shouldn't have hated myself because there was some control, but not a lot of control over it because it's just my biology kicking in, right? Right. And so I'm well, still coming you to those terms in, too. You what? can build in the supports. So yeah, like. Yeah.
0: Now everyone around, everyone that I regularly mm-hmm. interact with, knows I'm autistic. Right. Knows that in a crisis or anywhere where I'm getting sensory overload, yes, I, I like, I have many great things I contribute to mm-hmm. our relationship, but at that point, I'm going to need support, right. and so like they know what to do and mm-hmm. I know what to do and I'm not standing there slapping myself in the face saying you're so yeah. stupid, do something. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, you lead right now. Cause I right. do not have right. those skills. Uh, my I, partner I, of, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, I, I, you know, when I, before I knew uh, I used to, and I've said this before, but yeah. you know, I used to refer to myself as like an alien or an Android mm-hmm. or whatever, because it, I felt unhuman in a lot of ways yeah. because it seemed like people didn't understand me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and my thing you, was you I'm my thing to cue
3: was you to
1: talk to her, not oh. me. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. So feeling feeling <laughs> like other, but uh, I used to cycle between like, am I smart or am I um, just really really dumb and I don't understand why? And it's one of those things where it's like if you you feel like well, if I am like if i am smart or i have all these great thoughts about things not that i have a like need to feel intelligent or smart or whatever but the point is yeah. like, if you are let's say you're good at something let's say you're you're good at art or you're mm-hmm. good at photography right other people will see that but because yes. i didn't know that i was on the spectrum mm-hmm. it it makes me feel like well there's has to be something defective or wrong with me because other people aren't don't see things the way I'm seeing it. So right. there's something wrong with the way that I'm thinking.
0: Right. Well, that's or, how I felt. Yeah, Could yeah. Be what I, wrong. <clears throat> yeah. What I always thought was that I, the way I always described it to myself mm-hmm. and what I thought about myself was I have a bad personality. Mm. So I was like, I have lots of, there are lots of great things about me, but just like when they hand out things, some people are pretty, some people get nice hair, some people are funny. And like, that means some people are going to be not funny and have right. shitty hair or go bald or whatever. And I just got bad personality when mm. they were handing out personalities. I, like, I'm oh, too very bad. happy that yeah.
2: I'm not balding because uh, with a shaved head. You do head, have very nice th- hair. That's what likewise. you took
1: out of what she just said. <laughs> no, I'm just saying.
0: Uh, that's <laughs> if, what you
2: took out if of If I had a shaved head, I look like Lex Luthor. You are yeah. Lex Luthor. I, you just need I, money now. I actually, I, I had a bald head once in yeah. school. Somebody shaved my head. Uh-huh. Uh babysitter did it to me, by the way. Without, oh joy. Yeah. Just for fun, she shaved my head. Yeah. My mom was kinda pissed. Anyway, but everyone thought I had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I uh. I look, I looked horrible bald, so I'm very glad that I still have hair. <laughs> That's oh, sorry. That's yeah. that, that's Excellent. what you took away. That. That's so. not what I took away. Just it made me think of that. So <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: All right. I'm
0: thankful. Yeah. So thankful. very yeah. interesting that in the context of a diagnosis, yes, my like bad personality mm-hmm. is just through that. What do they call it? Like through the lens of neurotypical culture, yes. right? Like yes. But when I'm with autistic people, it doesn't feel that way at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So now I've kind of. It's like I can view it through a completely different lens, but I think that is part of why, um, because we haven't gotten to this. I don't know if this Mm -hmm. is on your list, but the podcast that I produce and co-host is called the Autistic Culture Podcast. Mm -hmm. And so while I think there are lots of medical conditions in the world, I actually don't think of autism as a medical condition first, even though there are co-occurring medical conditions. Um, I do think of it as a biological condition, but I also Mm. don't think of my brown eyes or my Italian-American heritage as medical, right? So being Italian-American, growing up in Connecticut as an Italian-American, there is a very distinct culture that I can spot. And there is a way when I see someone who's an Italian-American from the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, we have a bunch of shared references, most of them exploited by the Sopranos, Mm -hmm. and I can make a reference to Zeppelin's or New Haven Pizza, Uh and I will be understood People will immediately be like, "Oh no, yeah." I just I think a I Family Guy when like, "Hey, bobby boo, bobby boo, bobby boo." Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: all of that. So, um, sorry, sorry. So, You're I think good. if we look at autism like mm-hmm. a culture, which it like, is, which it is, yeah. right? Then, like, you can find your people. It doesn't matter if they're diagnosed, undiagnosed. <clears> like, <throat> I can find my people really quickly, just like I can find Italian Americans, right? And I'm not. I'm not Russian or Russian American, but I can recognize Is their it the culture, train collection? Is that
2: what gives That's
0: it true. away? Well see, I saw your <laughs> museum back there yeah. and I was like, Oh, I'm at home. Uh, but it's a I stereotype see... that
2: autistic people like trains. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't hear you say the word train. I said,
0: trains. I was
2: saying she said she can pick up on our people and I was yeah, like, yeah. Is it the train collection that gives it away? I was uh, making a joke. So but like
0: no, but I, I didn't can hear you see... say train. You probably yeah. wouldn't notice this if you aren't Italian American, but we a lot of Italian Americans wear this necklace. It's called an Italian horn or a coronetto. Mm-hmm. And especially people from southern Italy, like Naples and Sicily, where my ancestors are from. Yeah. And they're very tiny, but I can spot it a mile away, right? Mm-hmm. And I will come. I'd be like, hey, Pazan. Like, oh, this is this is somebody who is in my culture. And it doesn't mean you're left out it doesn't mean you're less than i don't think italian americans are better than i don't know irish americans like i like it just means oh this is something i identify with this is in my birthright and so when i see someone with a museum like my husband's best friend has the most incredible indiana jones museum i mean it's his living room awesome but it is and he was just doing his 50th birthday celebration in wadi rum and d- went to petra and wore an indiana jones hat those pictures are so epic
3: awesome. and
0: to me it doesn't matter to me if james is autistic or not like i don't know i don't care he doesn't know he doesn't care right. but but i do connect with that culture yeah I, Indiana Jones isn't my special interest, but I love that it's his. And Sorry. I'm like, info dump, tell me everything. So, yeah, yeah. What don't Pokemon, I know? And what are yeah, the Easter eggs? Playing Pokemon
2: yeah. as a child uh-huh. was not a
1: game, it was work. You we have to collect you. them all. You really—you gotta have catch to.
0: them all. It says yeah. it. You yeah. gotta fill because up the Pokedex. Right yeah,
1: it's the perfect show for all of us.
0: It really is. Yeah. Uh, we have a great episode on Pokemon too, by the way, on the Autistic Culture Podcast. Yes, you do. So
1: total info dump. So, speaking of culture, uh, I always find it interesting when people talk about culture in general. Ju- In generalities, because they always have tendency to to look at culture in almost a macro way on a regular basis, Uh, you know, the grand identifiers uh, like country you're from, but they but culture can be all the way down to what neighborhood you're in. And, oh, like, sure! People don't necessarily see all of the different layers. Well, they only but see they the do. Like, right?
0: I was stuff. in. I was super into Girl Scouts because uh-huh. got to catch them all. Had to yep. get all those badges. So yep. did that. Managed to get them all. And that um, in itself
1: has its own culture. All the Girl Scouts right. hang and out together. and everyone knows
0: there's Girl Scout culture. Sure. Like if you say that, or like Kinda. I don't know what told what you are those my cookies?
2: Oh, geez.
0: what? Are... Oh no! Here we go. We knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but like, what are those? Um with the sports ball like the green bay packers oh teams. yeah people the who Dallas Cowboys. Of,
1: of sports teams that's
0: a culture i don't know anything about and it each, the, and each team has its own she rituals says,
1: there yeah. you go she that's, heads, the one you're that's thinking of.
0: so
2: people
1: oh,
0: know that it took me a second to you, realize
2: what she was talking yeah.
0: about yes but you were on it for me but when you say autistic culture very often people like oh don't label yourself oh yeah or and it's like, well, well, you don't tell me not to label myself as Italian American. Right. Are you right. upset about that?
1: Right. Like, and of course not. Uh, but we're right. a Scout. Yeah. Well, one thing mm. I find, because uh, I I do a lot of our like social media, looky looky at other people's stuff. Kind of, a lot of folks in our community have tendency. At least right now, they want to feel individualized so much so, but they still want to be called autistic. But they mm. want to be so individualized that, well, we have nothing in common. We're all just so unique and different.
0: Oh, this mm. is the, if you met one autistic person, yeah. you met one artistic well, person. Also, by and, the way, if you've met one Girl Scout, you've uh-huh. met one Girl Scout. And if you met one Italian-American, you've met one Italian-American. Yes. But there are so, certain things yeah, that sure. make
1: us similar mm. that we can connect with. I think and that's it's the, 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 thing thing between, community. the difference between,
2: like, culture and stereotype, I think is what you're talking about. Like, um... Stereotypes uh, don't necessarily yeah. have to be negative, but oh, would, you, you, okay. you can only make so, so many assumptions. Like um, if if I know that you're an Italian and you grew up in a certain area, I, I can make some assumptions that are most likely true, but it doesn't mean that they're all true. <laughs> but, you know, if I knew you grew up in, in Connecticut, I don't yeah. know what's a common thing about Connecticut, but...
1: You know, well, actually, I can tell New you, Pizza. I grew up Pizza. because I moved to Massachusetts. I can tell you what most people say when I say I'm from Connecticut. Oh, you must have had money. Well, I grew up, I grew up in oh, Freetown. Yeah, funny. Like, so oh, yeah, that's not true. I'm like, when
0: people do that, I'm like, oh, but I'm from the other Connecticut, right? That's right. what right. I say I'm too. From I'm from the other, other Connecticut,
2: yeah. I grew up in Freetown, which is yeah. uh known for the, the state forest and all it has lots of trees. So people oh, would okay. assume, like, oh, you grew up in the, in the woods, right? And yeah, well, kind of. So but you can make you can make some assumptions. Um it doesn't mean that they're all going to be correct, but it's you know, you it's an educated guess based on information you have about the person, but there's a I think there's a line that crosses over from culture to just uh stereotypes or making too many assumptions.
0: That's what you thought I was talking about?
2: No, I was talking oh. so,
3: so
0: we did a um there's a <coughs> There's a kind of a standard uh-huh. of what is culture. So this guy uh, Gert Hofstede, uh-huh. he's a Dutch social psychologist, yeah. and he actually did this breakdown uh-huh. of what what is culture. There are six right. dimensions. I think the dudes died now, and somebody came up with a seventh yeah, yeah. one in his Some organization. That has been added. To yeah, it. there's yeah. an extra. But anyway, there's the core. Six dimensions of mm-hmm. culture that have been established. And one of our episodes, we go through autistic culture and yeah. how and where we hit. So there's six dimensions, and then in each dimension, there's like a a scale mm-hmm. um, with two ends of the scale. And like, for instance, one aspect is, is your culture more collectivist or individualistic? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a sliding scale and different countries and different cultures fit yeah. somewhere else on that sliding scale. So my co-host Matt and I went through those dimensions as social psychologists to kind of so identify what makes us autism a-
2: would be more right. individualistic. Right. Awesome. Right? I mean, uh, I would yeah, guess
0: re- because re- I think fact. that's where we ended up with it. We kind of yeah. debated each of the <laughs> six. I mean no, that's not relatively. to say like we we are closest to I think it was It might have been Dutch culture. It might have been Norwegian. We talk about it on the episode, but we like tracked it compared Mm -hmm. to different countries. But obviously everyone in that country isn't the same. Right. I was just about to bring up like subsets
1: of cultures inside of larger groups. My name is John Autism Long Beyond. Yeah, there you Um, go. Uh, Because like there are social expectations, no matter what culture you're part of there are certain things that are social expectations, right? Even in the autistic community, although somebody probably heard me say that and they're like, what do you mean? Social expectations, autism culture Skyrim. That yes, that's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in every group, there there is social expectations, but there's always a group inside, a smaller culture, a counterculture, if you will. Subculture. Mm-hmm. You know, know what I mean? There's it. always a smaller group of a counterculture to it, but they it's themselves like, uh, have It's like if their you look at music, like, being counter- there's punk rock, <laughs> like punk rock yes, culture, ex- yes. and then
2: there's subcultures within punk, punk rock. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, there's rock music, <laughs> and then there's... Metal, punk, e- easy listening. Uh, yeah, thank you uh, light for rock. this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you found the rabbit hole. But oh yeah, yeah, we
3: did. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there um,
1: it is. So, it. so um, I, it fascinates me because uh, uh, because I work in mental health, because I work uh, 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 in helping field. It it's interesting to me how far people are unwilling to look mm. at the line of culture down that influences us that yeah. influence anybody. And then autistic people are, are no different in that way. We still have experiences we went through on all of those levels of things and it influences us all the way through our life. Well, but they don't want to take into a caramel that they only want to look at like surface level stuff. What, what I you, find interesting when it comes to the, the cultural,
2: cultural stuff, cultures is morality. Uh-huh. And I've talked to you before about this, oh. about what subjective morality is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subjective. morality. That's what I find interesting is because we we would judge things based on our yes our our culture and our experiences, but right. in other cultures, different things are considered acceptable or not acceptable, yeah. even if we disagree with them on a very fundamental level. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought up there are cultures that do things that we would consider very inappropriate. There's a uh, tribe.
1: We don't need examples. Yeah. We're all on point, right? We all, we're all. Yeah, yeah, in the, yeah. In the okay, he's going to give us an
0: example right uh, now. What is uh,
1: well. the tribe well, No, no, Well, right. I was,
2: I could bring up the, the, the example of, uh, you know, in ancient Greece, how they used to. There you go. With the boys Let's and the, the men and the boys. Oh. With, Let's yeah, go with that, that one. Stuff. But, you know, we would consider that inappropriate, but in their culture, I'm just it, saying that as an example of something that's, that's uh, like <clears throat> there's subjective morality, right? I mean, I mean yes. we, we, we think it's gross, I think it's weird. That, but yeah. they did that like or even how like do you wrap your head around like what royal
0: families marrying cousins yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. inbreeding and all that yeah, like yeah it's clearly not acceptable not even legal mm-hmm. but now but right. with But they that had just there were justifications the for
3: it.
1: Yeah. Well everybody well everybody has to rationalize what they're doing. I was going to always bring up the
2: example of the tribe. I believe it's in um, I think it's in New Guinea. Uh-huh. Papua New Guinea there's a tribe well one okay there's one tribe that eats their dead there you go and then there was the other tribe which uh, in order for boys to become men they have yeah, to perform yeah, a sexual I, act I knew with other boys
1: I knew you were going to give that example
2: but I'm just it's a an example of something that in their culture is normal that in our culture we would consider it right
3: inappropriate. yeah inappropriate and that's
2: all my, my point I was trying to get at yeah, is that there is a how do you wrap your head around subjective morality like because there's things that we Cons- we have our own moral compass and things that we think are fundamentally wrong or right. But then, like, oh. what if my culture, we do certain things like there's cultures. Um, there's
0: well, no, this- let's talk about autistic culture. Yeah. In our culture, like what we've been talking about, it is appropriate <clears throat> to only form a conclusion once you have facts. Yeah, like that is culturally what we find acceptable, and yet we are a subculture of a broader mm-hmm. culture that says you should start with conclusions and then find facts to support them. Like that is that is what we face all the day, all all the time, and that is what the double empathy. This problem feels is.
2: wrong to me, so it must be wrong. Right, therefore I'm going to have confirmation no. bias no. and no. find out. No.
0: Like subjective morality, like this is one of the things that I think is so powerful about understanding double empathy problem versus when I was first diagnosed, Mm -hmm. uh, I was told the problem was theory of mind. I didn't have theory of mind and I wasn't, uh, didn't have empathy. Right. (laughs) Okay. Which, do you you know this, do you know this whole debate? So so why don't you tell us about it? Is there anybody who doesn't,
2: are there really any people who don't Uh have any level
1: of empathy at all? Um. There's not really anybody who yeah, like, has no well, so, but they sociopath. don't have no. Empathy. But that would be they don't have none? that would be an exce- no, exception. it's not that right? they have none. They have a low ability to have empathy. Oh. But I'm
3: saying okay. still even, even somebody to empathize. Even somebody well, sociopath doesn't go have some. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not necessarily either. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like one of the misconceptions about autistic people was that we had a lack of empathy and everybody assumed that meant no empathy. And it didn't mean no empathy. It just meant our expression think, of empathy was well, to a lesser degree. I, th- I, think, I don't NTs. think it
0: is to a lesser degree. No, no, no. That's I, what the
1: belief. It was, yeah, that's the belief. Right. It was.
0: So that's the whole, that's the whole thing about when you really look at the double empathy problem mm-hmm. as a cultural problem. Okay. It, if I knew I were autistic, A whole lot younger. I wouldn't have thought that I had a bad personality. I would have thought I was in another culture. If you are an exchange student in Japan Mm -hmm. and you're an American girl who grew up in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. you're going to look like you have a terrible personality. Yeah, like yeah. Wha- Like you're going to be so culturally inappropriate, right. kind of what you're talking about with subjective morality, you're going to be doing these super rude things all the time, right. pointing your feet randomly yeah. at, you know, people handing who money to a clerk is rude well, Yeah, yeah you don't handing know the money to a clerk because yeah, you, you don't, don't know the, know norms. the norms. So yeah. when you look at double mm-hmm. empathy, which means the Japanese people- mm-hmm. Have a problem understanding me because they don't know American culture, right. and and me as a dumb American girl who didn't take cultural sensitivity classes. Okay, uh, I don't understand them, so I'm not empathetic mm-hmm. to them. They're not empathetic to me. How do we solve this? It's pretty easy. What they do with exchange students? Exposure. Is, yeah, they put all yeah. the all the japanese host parents go to a class and they're like here's what american culture is when your kid comes they might point their feet at you and then you take all the american kids before they go to be an exchange student and you're like hey while you're there don't hand money to a clerk and don't point your feet at people right and so all of those
3: I'm now sure that doesn't do mean suicide mm. that doesn't
0: mean you get it right it doesn't mean you don't make m- mistakes right but the Top level understanding when you're an exchange student. I want to come back, Stephen, to your idea of being an alien. The top mm. level assumption when you're an exchange student is there is going to be culture shock. Right. You are going to mess up as the exchange student host parents. Mm-hmm. You are going to mess up, and the way we have, solve this, have a little more we all talk about it. Right. Right. Your
1: communication. You right there. felt like an alien, alien.
0: Yeah. because nobody told you, Stephen. Oh, by the way, you're going to be an exchange student your I- whole life. Mm-hmm. I like, think the it, the empathy thing
2: that you were talking about in my case. You mean the double empathy thing she was talking about? No, no. When, when well, sort of. But yeah, there okay. was something you mentioned before about oh. empathy. Um, in my mind. you guys were talking about not being able to empathize or people assuming that yeah, autistic people, people did as yes, well. That at one that we point, didn't have In my yeah. case, I did have a hard time empathizing with people in certain instances or in many instances if I didn't understand what was going on in a social context. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if something bad happened to somebody, but I didn't understand very well, like, sometimes I wouldn't understand why, why, like, why I should feel bad for somebody. Well, or I'll give you
0: empathize. one. I'll give you one for me. When my grandmother died, I was 12 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. She was some old lady who, I don't know, made me food, but she also, like, always criticized me for singing or rocking or whatever. Right. I mean, I mean. I didn't hate the lady, but I didn't really, I didn't hang out with her. I was 12. I was right. super into my friends. I did not cry when my grandmother died. I didn't make the connection. This is probably really shitty for my mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize she was young. Yeah, She seemed mm-hmm. like an old lady to me. She had gray hair. Right. Had gray hair, old people. She looked kind of like Mrs. Claus as far Uh-oh. as I was concerned. So I was like, Mrs. Claus is very old. So yeah. she must be old and old people die. And why are we surprised?
3: Right.
2: So, yeah, I mean that's kind of what I that's kind of what I mean is like, um, there are a lot of times where it would appear to people like I might not be empathetic growing right. up because I didn't I didn't know you
1: what didn't other people were going. Feign the emotionality, but once or once expression. I
2: learned, like for instance, there are certain things that have a strong emotional impact yeah. on me from an empathy standpoint. Uh-huh. <laughs> once I learned like, more about the Hallmark subject, ads, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to talk about one thing that always gets me emotional is yeah, the, yeah. that Daryl Davis guy that I've mentioned a bunch of times on the oh, show. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, he he's a he's a, a black gentleman who makes friends with people in the KKK and ends up collecting their, oh. ro- their robes. So he, he 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 befriends them. Yeah, and it's then cool once 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 he cool, becomes bro. really good friends with them, they end up like he he collects. He has a whole collection of yeah. KKK hoods and robes. And Oops. the fact that he is willing to
1: go out of his way to do that to understand another human being. Look at yeah. you
0: because autistic culture, social justice sensitivity. We get very emo about social justice issues like that when somebody like is willing to go that far to mm-hmm. Instead of
2: just saying, you know, fuck that guy. He's like, Hey buddy, why don't yeah. you come over and have dinner at my house? And he's like, Well, you know, oh, I don't like black people. Okay, that's cool. You want to come have dinner? Yeah, and right. he invites them yeah. over, and then eventually they're Rates like, "Wait dead. a minute, he, 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 I can't, he, I, can't, I, can't he's lost. I can't do this anymore because yeah. my best friend now is a black guy, and mm-hmm. like this doesn't make any sense." You know, it's, yeah, there's he, only so much cognitive dissonance you can tolerate. Right. At some point, you're like, "All right, this doesn't make sense," and right. they give it up. But right. not many people are willing to go that far, even in their daily lives on a small scale. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that every black person out there should be willing to tolerate somebody who's in the KKK and befriend them right. and change their mind. But a lot of on,
0: emotional labor, yes, uh-huh.
2: exactly, so it's gonna be something that's hard for a lot of people to do, but um and and you shouldn't have to necessarily deal with that. That's not your problem, right, but just uh on a small scale, tolerating other differences in people right and having some level of of empathy or trying to understand mm-hmm. that good people can be driven to horrible ideas, sure, or have shitty ideas, yeah. And not
1: just instantly writing those people off or hating them. We're, yeah. Well, yeah, I, he's not willing to write people off. And he goes to an extreme of that because he goes to a level it's exposure of exposure confronting therapy. somebody who clearly hates him up front. But not a lot of the times people write other people off. I would say it's like they say, don't use their blinker on the fucking highway. I would shit. say it's like exposure yeah. therapy,
2: right? He's he's that's he's exactly sed- what he's it is. Expe- he's desensitizing well, them. Yeah, a lot of these guys who are involved in this stuff. They don't even know any black people, right? And he's like, you hang around him long enough and they start to realize that all of the preconceptions they have and all of the uh, stereotypes and all the things that they actually believe are wrong. And they're like, well, shit. (laughs) So I don't know that that to me is something that causes an emotional reaction. But that goes back to Angela's
1: point right there of communication, of talking Mm. to one another understanding one another and actually understanding each other from a humanistic point of view opposed to the label or grouping that we assume somebody in. Uh,
0: Yeah. To me, that's the two step process. So my first mission Uh is get, everyone in Uh the world to recognize autism as a culture as much as we recognize Irish as a culture, right? Yeah, sure. And then once we do that, we're going to understand, oh, there are going to be some cultural differences here. Uh Let me understand what those are so that I can connect with this culture in a more meaningful way, especially if I have loved ones who are autistic, which most of us do. Like that just statistically you're going to be either working with or dating or have a kid who's dating or have a kid who's autistic like there are a lot of us out there i think we're actually under diagnosed okay uh, i don't th- I think like people are like it's an epidemic i think autism and we're at like because yeah, of all the vaccines <laughs> And seen. <laughs> <laughs> I got, Hi, everyone! It's been get, a great show. We'll be back next week. <laughs> I got four or five
2: MMRs How many do you have?
0: Right. <laughs> gotta catch them all. Yeah, mm. that's right. That's <laughs> right.
2: Uh, it was a joke. A joke.
0: People know it's a joke. I have to go to bed now. Happy <laughs> <Stompy> times. <laughs>
1: Everybody knows that's a joke for us. Yeah, uh, we we've talked about it in many an episode of just our actual make fun of the it. the whole vaccine thing he really yeah. Does. yeah it's great um, I mock it yeah you do yeah. you do so uh, do you know, uh still do not there are people that are not yes. mocking it though yes there are people who actually yeah. still believe it yeah. I say it yeah, of uh, course
2: I say it of course you know tongue in cheek but yeah. I'm
1: yeah there are it. still people who believe that the shape of your skull <laughs> determines shit about who you are and your abilities in life oh, there are mean, still the, people uh, who believe in phrenology autistic
2: so. acupuncture shirt that I yeah made. Yeah, which I, I made find a joke. that shirt hilarious. Somebody asked me to make it, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but I do. made a shirt up on our, our merch page. Uh, it's called Autistic Acupuncture, and yeah. it's a vaccine needle. <laughs>
1: And it has okay, it has an image better. of our. Uh, uh, it has little uh, vaccine little balls in it that is actually our image.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. so that's nice. We are injecting. Yeah.
1: Um, well, because in one of our episodes, he made a he made a joke of an autistic acupuncture chair. Hell, you just sit and, down and It was just and a random just, joke. Yeah, you just sit down and there's yeah. a bunch of MMR needles and goatee. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, my, my, my my bracelet went off. My wife's telling me she loves me. Nice. Oh, um, yeah! For Valentine's Day, or rather, should I say, for the Thursday before Valentine's Day, uh, I got us uh, the bracelets. That way, no matter where we are, we can tell We're each other
0: connected. Yep. I love that.
1: Sorry right, did I, did I upset you with the vaccine joke? No, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. No, no, it's so dark though. It's so,
3: <laughs> it's so dark. I think
2: we should mock it because it's. So, I think stupid. so too. It's so ridiculous that it's. So deserves I have email. a question for you guys because we, sure. we all the science in, points the no, other direction. I
3: have
0: we have something in common because we both have you know autism related podcasts, right? Yes. So I get a lot of emails. I bet you guys get a lot of emails of people suggesting show topics to me who yeah. Yeah. have not listened to my show, right? But, and. I would like to know, do you get the crazies that I get asking to be on your show talking about like conspiracy stuff? Yes.
2: No, we haven't had any conspiracy. No.
0: Not yet. We've oh had people God. ask us to not talk yet. about
2: things that are not related to autism. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that's like, great. We yeah. love
0: that. We just did a show on Magic the Gathering all uh-huh. day long. Oh, wait, that is related to
1: autism. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. Just remember. I've never <laughs> been to a Magic tournament where there wasn't like 900 <laughs> kids who were on the spectrum.
0: It's so good. It's so good. No, literally, like I have the nicest. I think it's because I'm a lady. I have these really nice autism moms who are like mm-hmm. nice white ladies. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I have found some treatments that are really turned oh, my yeah. kid around. Oh, yeah. And I would you, love to are, share. I actually, and, and, like, I've
2: heard one of these. Somebody uh, told me, oh, I'm, I hope I don't get in trouble ooh, for this. No. How about the Stem people? cells. I've been told that stem cells oh, help. Oh, stem aut- cells. Yes.
0: Oh, I haven't gotten that one yet. Let's oh. Yes. Someone told me
2: that yeah. they injected their kids with stem cells and that that helped oh, reduce their autistic baby. traits. Hey, right, hey all um, right. Money. So they paid like you know no, twelve thousand dollars to get their kid yeah, yeah. injected with stem I cells.
0: I I want to have an orphanage for all have, these children. I would a, like to a,
1: take them all. They're in like, well, they got their... better
2: after the stem cells. What do you mean oh, by got God. better? Well, I mean oh, that God.
1: that's the thing too. Like they couldn't ago. talk beforehand. Now yeah. they can talk. Okay. okay, that's called developing. Yeah. So so like I also knew of, or at least I read of people who would give like cbd to their fucking kids uh, <gasps> like to help calm shit down and all like really well yeah. i think cbd is oh, better we'll than them some of the edibles. stuff i've heard oh yeah no, cbd is way better than some of the shit so I've heard. there's
2: we're, we're in a lot of autism uh, uh groups on facebook oh, yeah. and social media and i've been surprised by some of the shit i've heard parents <laughs> say i'm not a parent but i've heard people talk about purposely medicating their child oh, because yeah. they couldn't deal with them oh yeah but they're, yeah. they're talking about, like, parents telling other parents, hey, go out and get X, Y, and Z drug, I which know. is a strong sedative. Yeah. Um, they were talking about, like, a, one of their kids destroys things. It was mm-hmm. a young boy but who's this autistic. Is, this and I was talking about I... – I said, why don't you try to channel that behavior into something that's not destructive so, or give them something well, they well,
1: can destroy? Hold on. I will say this much, though, okay? It, because of what I do for a living and I do work with people who, who e- have 24-hour care – Yes. Sometimes that medication is what is needed to help reduce down some of that explosive or 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 impulsive behavior. Yes, but it this person needed, was talking about but, sedating their kid to the point where yeah, they can't yeah. do anything. And I, and I remember that comment. You're right. And unfortunately, far too often, that's the go-to: is give me a drug right. to correct this is, whatever this is. So this that's is why, again, problem.
0: I come back to this yep. like exchange
1: student metaphor. Sure.
0: Sure. Does any does anyone in Japan need to be medicated for anything? Of course, but are we sure. going to medicate all Japanese people to make them not Japanese? Like that's no, eugenics. No, we do We're that. not yeah, doing I, that. That's not. Yeah, we good. should actually respond so, to that. No, it's like it's because these don't parents don't
2: want to. They don't want to. Well, they don't want to deal with like. Uh, yes, it is extra responsibility, extra burden on you as a parent to have to try to direct this behavior in some other way, right? So, if they're de- destroying stuff and you have to take time out to try to give them things they can destroy or try to create, move that into something that's uh-huh. not destructive, right? That's going to take effort from you it, as a parent. It, it
1: is, and but I do want to point out the, like...
2: Sorry, I'm, I'm the asshole there, without no, kids talking about how yeah, people yeah. should parent.
1: There's no, like, great teaching. There's no great instruction on how to raise... Uh, uh, a kid on autism for one Because of the varying Degree of things because of the Difficulties that can come with that as a parent Especially when they're very young and the kid Can't communicate or maybe the kid doesn't well, communicate I, I hope all. I'm not coming across as too judgy and, I'm just saying no, 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 uh, but I, I, I want to make sure putting me a little bit of context On it to too just because medicate some the of kid. the people That we read stuff online they're, they're parents who Are talking about their kid just getting loud Or, or fixating on right. something or stimming there are people who like uh uh one of the people we follow on on TikTok. Here Keith, here's there's Um he's a he's a dad and he has uh a level 3 and a level 2. Uh sorry, a level 1 and a level 3. People constantly criticize him when he talks about things they do to try to help his his profound uh autism daughter and He always responds with, well, if you ain't raising her, then you have no idea what that is like, because people are like, well, my child just needs a little bit of quiet time to calm down. That doesn't make any sense for his daughter at like at all. Right. Uh, Or at least that's how he says it. So there is some misconception with that. And there's no good one place to go to learn how to help your child in that way. There's a lot of trial and error process, but that's parenting in general. There's a lot of trial and error process, right? But there's no one grand place. Like the go-to at one point was always ABA. And regardless of somebody's opinion about ABA or where it's gotten to or how shitty some of the practitioners are compared to what it's used for, it does help some folks. Unfortunately, it was a blanket like way of, oh, this is how we're going to deal with autistic traits. It does help some people. There are other things out there, like that one woman we were going to interview at one point who talked about DIR floor play or something like that. That's another mm. option that's out there. There's other things like if you can talk to your kid and find out and help them yeah, to be in their world. I'm not an
2: expert and I don't claim to have answers, Neither especially being that I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to sit Oop, here and I criticize. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and criticize people on their parenting. All I had issue with, because I yeah, offered yeah. I offered an alternative solution. Right. But it doesn't mean that my solution is correct. It's just that I thought that just drugging your kid up is not necessarily right, the first thing to go yeah. to. It,
3: that and to and me feels not.
2: bad. It feels like you're 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 it feels like you're punishing the kid for mm-hmm. being autistic and you're handling it just by pumping them full of drugs. Well, that's that's yes, how it feels to me. It sounds that way, essentially. Hmm. Because you can't handle the fact that they're a little loud or that, that they're <sighs>
1: sorry. Yes, I, I was going to say I don't want to diminish how, the effect of what that volume can be, because at times that volume can be much louder than people think. Like some people think that, like, oh, your kid's being loud. Well, every kid's loud. I'm very sensitive. No, to... it's a consistent and it's a volume at which just grates on you. at times. I'm, I'm very sensitive. I'm not sensitive to
2: all sound. But people talking, yeah. especially people talking loudly, does bother me quite a bit. Yeah, but I've kind of desensitized myself when it comes to like your daughter.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. well,
2: I I am too now because well, it been doesn't there for seven years. It doesn't, so. it doesn't really affect me the way it yeah, used yeah. to.
1: But well, I I just also want to make sure that that we're putting a little bit total context on it because far too often when people talk about raising an autistic kid, they have tendency to not talk about uh, level twos and threes. They talk about raising a level one, and and. Th- that's very, very different. It, I mean, it's almost night and day different. Yeah, uh, in that way, uh, one one person has some emotional regulation issues; the other one has almost a complete lack of emotional regulation, and it's just different. Do we anyway, lose? Do we lose you? Sorry, Angela.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm just. We I'm end up talking the, to each other a lot. Do we? Do I'm we, in the not an expert camp on this one, but. Um, I will say that from our mission at the autistic culture podcast uh-huh. is really about like these issues are important and mm. I'm glad you guys are tackling them and whoever else is like, we are all about celebrating our culture. There's so okay. many awesome things yeah. about autistic culture, about our, um, about autistic accents, which Mm -hmm. I will say, Nick, you do have quite a delightful autistic accent that I am enjoying here.
3: Thank you. Uh, I I have never
2: heard that term before.
0: Autistic accents?
2: Yeah. Yeah, other people would just say the autistic voice. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, I I have heard that, or like autism voice. she calls it an accent
1: to be positive about it.
0: Yeah, it's to me, it is like when I hear it, it's like seeing a cannoli, right? (laughs) I love autistic (laughs) You're a cannoli. Can I've I always wanted to be stuffed out with white for stuff. Some chicken nuggets? Yeah, I,
3: I just saw noodles. a meme. Yep. I do
0: love autistic food. Yep. Um, there's some Comfy incredible. Uh, there's some incredible autistic music out there. Obviously, no one can top our films. We actually did. You know, an autistic person invented motion pictures. The very first motion pictures were uh, uh, were an autistic guy and it's an incredible story animation okay. almost all of early uh early animation voice artists can uh cartoons we just did an awesome episode on um community the tv show community uh-huh. uh so we have like parks and rec uh mm-hmm. the good place like so many incredible Uh, creators out there in TV and film and then obviously technology so much of technology our Steve Jobs episode is like so much fun do you know that a very common co-occurrence is in autism Mm -hmm. is a fear or hatred of buttons and this has to do with our sensory sensitivity. So if you imagine a shirt with buttons and being able to feel where each of the buttons were, like hitting your skin, and then just being like, I never, ever, ever want a button. Mm-hmm. So Steve Jobs, autistic, hated buttons, mm-hmm. completely hated them. So he finds that black mock turtleneck when he's in Japan. Did Did he ever say that he
1: suspected he was autistic?
0: Uh, I, Well, I don't. Even remember that from our research, but our focus is on autistic culture and he perfectly embodies autistic culture. So he goes, So you incorporated him into it then? Yeah, yeah. Our our thing is to look for traits of autistic culture and feature them, right? So he goes to Japan and he Mm -hmm. sees these shirts with no buttons. He's like, I must have these shirts. So he orders 50 Mm because we love a little same shirting. We love a little uniforming. So he buys them. So he goes back to work, goes back to Apple, and he's like, You guys. I have the best idea. We're all going to get uniforms so at work we can all wear the same thing every day Mm -hmm. and everyone at work is like um, no thanks my guy going to pick out my own clothes not have you pick them out. So he's like okay fine I will wear the same thing every day so he wears the famous Steve Jobs uniform that we all know and love Mm -hmm. like beautiful expression of our fashion sense and then he's like walking by some guy's desk and he's got a mouse, a computer mouse. Mm. And it was before he's like a product engineer, is before they had put in the buttons. Yep. And so Steve Jobs walks over and he sees this mouse and he's like, Oh my God, I love this. This is brilliant. A mouse without buttons. And the guy's like, Well, no, they just didn't, they didn't drill him yet. He's mm. like, No, no, no. This is what I now demand. We must have computer mice without buttons. Mm. And the guy is like, how the hell am I going to invent a mouse without buttons? But of course we now have mice without buttons, phones without buttons that all sprung from mm-hmm. the wellspring that is autistic culture. It's the same thing as his shirt, the no buttons I, on the, m- okay. the mice.
2: So I've heard, um, on, on, uh, like listening to other podcasts and stuff like that, a lot of wealthy people mm-hmm. or entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs, people who are rich, successful, whatever, a lot of those people wear the same thing every day. Yes. But Minim- the re-
0: minimizing choice. Yeah, yeah. So Vision I heard that critique.
2: reason given for it is like because I don't have to think about what to
3: wear. Yeah, it's-
0: Barack Obama right. does that too. Yeah. And again, like Irish people eat cannolis, right? So I'm not saying. Yeah. Like, no, no, I would just. a no other, other I... reasons, but it's very common. Uh, Andy Warhol, who is also uh, an amazing representation of autistic culture. I talked about autistic food. Okay. So nothing better than. Um, well, he was obsessed with tomato soup and every single day he had. Tomato Campbell's tomato soup, and then eventually did that famous picture, mm-hmm. right? But what you probably don't know is what is on the back of that picture. Any guesses? What would you put on the back of a picture of tomato soup? The ingredients. No oh, good guess. No, that's
1: actually quite funny. I
2: like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have no. no idea.
0: A grilled cheese. Oh, uh, uh-huh.
2: that makes sense too. You right? know, you mentioned Every cannoli to go, to go together. I saw uh, yes. this is this is a cannoli thing. Uh, Because you said cannoli a few times. I saw a meme before we started recording, and it was uh, Ben Kenobi's head on top of a cannoli. So it
1: was (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan cannoli. That's awesome. I'd eat that. I know, right?
3: Mm. Wait, which Ben
1: Kenobi? Adam Driver? Adam Driver? Adam, Dre- what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Ewan McGregor or Alec Guinness? Oh, those are Alec my options. Guinness. Yeah, because oh, yeah, the right played Ben Kenobi.
0: Oh, god it. I was on the cannolis. Ah. Uh, yeah. Ewan McGregor. Oh, God, I don't know. I feel like I'd go Ewan McGregor though, but I understand. I understand the pull to the, to the Alex, but I don't know. I am a little bit of a Ewan McGregor fan. So, see,
1: there you go. Then he's pretty. I'd have two Life. cannolis. He walks in the room with a box of cannolis and says, Hello there. Right. There you go. Like, that's what I was thinking. General Uh, cannoli.
3: (laughs) Uh, anyway, I think we have
0: lots to celebrate, and sure. so yeah the the there are many hard decisions and discussions mm-hmm. and processing that we all need to do as autistic people, but right. we have also contributed so much: first stone tools, first iron bridge, calculus, like. All us, all autistic culture. So we have like
1: an incredible birthright to sell. Or even okay. uh,
2: Temple and the stuff that she contributed. We right, sure, right. Somebody stuff? who
1: is diagnosed with autism and accepts that. The uh, mm-hmm. the
2: uh well, I guess you the the meat industry, whatever cattle raising, cattle right. and all the stuff that she's humane, done.
1: humanely, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I would I would the say cattle industry completely.
2: Anybody who is autistic, mm-hmm. and if you're interested in autistic culture, you should play Persona. Because it's another collectathon. There you you
0: did get me excited about that. I am, I am excited about that. Because <laughs> you got to collect all your personas. I was
2: waiting for you to work it into the episode. Someday. Well, it's a collectathon, it. right? Yeah. I mean, we yeah, like collecting it. stuff. That's it. You like ticking off the boxes, okay? Yeah. I'm okay. one of those people. love to tick a box. When I play through. a game, I'm usually a completionist. I have to tick all the boxes mm-hmm. off. I have to do everything. I have to get every item. Do every mm-hmm. side quest. Yeah. Yeah. There are some exceptions. Oh, guaranteed. I, like Assassin's Creed type games, I won't do everything because they're... See, the I have, a, useless, I have the
0: opposite rule. So this is very interesting. I have a no side quest
3: rule. Just because main Once quest only. I
0: do one, yeah. then I have to do them all. You can't just right. randomly, I'm going to do this side quest and not the others. Yeah. So... I have like a hard and fast I I don't even let myself see them. mm. I am like focus on the task at hand. My exception
2: would be the games where the side quests are either very repetitive or Mm -hmm. um just collecting stupid items. Right. Like some of those some of those types of quests I won't do. But if it's a game like The Witcher Mm Three or We Played Baldur's Gate Three, where the the side quests are actually like interesting stories or you get interesting items for doing them.
1: Well, and they do actually contribute to the main quest too, because you get to you're able to level up your character enough where you can actually take on the main storyline. Or you get cool items and spells yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like Skyrim, you don't have to do any side quests. If you just do the main some quest people, and get all the way through the damn thing. Some
2: people never play the main quest in Skyrim, they just run around and that's true. Actually, they that they don't do anything. Yeah. That's true. It's like people who play um, Grand Theft Auto and never actually play any of the yeah. main story missions. So, they just run around the city.
1: So uh uh I think maybe we we've taken too much time uh from you, Angela. We we've taken over an hour and I really appreciate the fact that you gave us over an hour already. Uh, but we we are gonna have to let you go because I don't want to take up too much of your life. Uh but thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Now, is there anything you'd like to throw out there, promote anything whatsoever to any of our listeners?
0: I would just love people to come over to Autistic. Culturepodcast.com We're on every podcast player You yes. can find our sub stack And um, we have uh, Lots of great articles And videos as well as our Podcast
1: uh, stream And so, yeah, so come check us out Go watch a celebration of autistic Stuff yes. If I can say it in my autistic way You said it perfectly <laughs> My friend Um yeah, I always get described as not sounding enthusiastic enough until you know, making fun of something. I want. I was thinking that it would be funny to, yeah.
2: to with her to do like a, a rapid fire, like list of things, and you mm-hmm. can say, "Is this autistic culture or not?" Oh, I love it. But I was, you know, you're like, "Hey, Star Trek, autistic uh-huh. culture or not?"
0: Oh, way autistic. So- yes.
2: I don't have Shame a list, me. though. I'd have to come up with a list. So maybe next time. Yeah. Come yeah. up with a list. Next, rapid next fire. Around, let's go with that. So I can yes. just throw them at you. Like Absolutely. We, we
0: are happy. We are happy to come back. I'm happy to come back. I talked about myself in the plural because my ho- co-host right. um, is Matt Lowry. And uh-huh. uh, you should have him on the show. He's funnier than me. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I he, wouldn't say he's that. Our, like, he's a comic. He's I, our comic I, relief on the I show. I like very
1: much. Oh, he's mine. So yeah, yeah. You, got,
0: you gotta have a sidekick. You got. I learned oh, that from I'm definitely his
1: sidekick. I just do, he makes way more jokes than I do, but I'm definitely his sidekick. Okay. Uh, I will always put myself second to Steve. Is he's that because he's he the big one. chair? No, it's because he's talented. Yep. Uh, I just looked. Sure.
3: I, I used to have a sidekick. Right, it was on White.
1: T-Mobile that's right that's right i'm oh, Vanna. yeah God. i always identified with Vanna way more than pat uh, pat had to talk they, to people vana just they, had to turn you just shit flip the
0: letters yeah that's and it. Look cute
1: yeah that's it i just <laughs> got to be there in a fancy dress and turn the letter uh, well, anyway. you guys. I,
0: I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show it's thank been you so fun jamming out with you
3: all
1: right thank you thank very you. much angela you have a really wonderful day all right enjoy your weekend you, you guys you. too all right, thank bye. you bye
3: Special thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you Ray Hansen.